turning to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53, commencing with verse 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, And when we shall see Him, there is no beauty that we should desire Him. Giving us a little description of you would not have thought He was the Son of God by just looking at Him. A man that, the only man that could have chosen the face that He wore. And there was no beauty that we should desire Him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from Him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Isaiah is often referred to as the gospel according to Isaiah. There's so much gospel in this Old Testament book. Isaiah and Joshua are really the same names but reversed. Joshua is uh, Jehovah saves. Isaiah is... Salvation of the Lord, of Jehovah. Just reversed. Though it it looked like that, J and I are really the same letters. This chapter is as if an eyewitness of the Christ at the cross and of the cross of Christ was there in writing with such precision and clarity. This unbelievable after what we have like eight centuries beforehand, yet we have such descriptions being wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The past tenses of the, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, the present tense, we are healed. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, speaking in the past tense. Indeed, Christ in the Old Testament, Christology, the study of Christ, especially in Isaiah chapter 53, perhaps the clearest picture and prophecy of Christ in the Old Testament. The text I'd like us to focus on as we prepare for the Lord's Supper is verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Three accomplishments of Christ at Calvary. Very simply, the substitution of the cross, the suffering of the cross, and the success of the cross. In verse 5. The substitution of the cross. 
He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. The emphasis over and over again is the fact that Jesus took our place. How many times can it be said? And it's said many times in the New Testament. Christ died for our sins. He gave Himself for me. The just for the unjust. He was made sin for us. I lay down my life for the sheep. Substitutionary atonement is taught. Vicarious work. We just, re- we just sang His robes for mine and we sang saved by the Lord's, by my Lord's vicarious death and life. The substitutionary nature by my Lord's substitutionary death and life. On the cross, His vicarious death. His life, His vicarious life. Isaiah 53, it speaks about His vicarious death. As in Adam all die, so in Christ, through His success, through His work, shall all be made alive. What love! It was not of necessity itself that Jesus came. Sin did not necessitate the cross. Our fall necessitated condemnation. God was not um, forced by our sin to to send Jesus to die on the cross. God owed us nothing but judgment. We contribute nothing but our sin to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us the reason why Jesus endured what He did was for the joy that was set before Him to save our souls. Think about that. Jesus was thinking about the joy of what his, his cross would accomplish while He was there hanging on the tree. He was no reluctant Savior. His work includes double imputation. Our sin is imputed or debited to Him. The Lord laid on Him the iniquity of us all. And His righteousness is imputed to us. It's reckoned. It's It's credited to us. His robes for our rags. And it took both an infinite and a finite substitute. He had to represent God. He had to have an infinite character to sustain an infinite punishment. But He had to be finite man, to be a real man, to be able to bear our sins to bear the sins of human beings real man to bear man's sin real God to bear the sins of many how could it be that uh, it could not have been a mere man to, to merely suffer six hours of a sentence that was equivalent to eternity for us How could anyone suffer six hours for an eternity? 
That is because he's the Son of God. Only the Son of God could, could bear our sins. The Bible says the Lord made meat on him the iniquity of us all. It, it's, our iniquities touched him. They hit him. They reached him. Lord Jesus indeed took our place and died for us. Jesus paid it all. All to Him we owe. When He was hanging on the tree, remember what He prayed? When He could have called legions of angels, when He could have destroyed His enemies without angels, if He wanted to. He didn't say, Father, save me. He said, Father, forgive them. The idea is, Father, leave them alone. Punish me. Just like Moses, that, that prophetic gesture of his. Lord, blot me out of your book and spare them. The Lord Jesus, unlike Moses, was not spared by the Father. The Father said, no, Moses, I will not require that of you. But the Lord Jesus, when he said, Father, will you let this cup pass? He said, no, I will not let this cup pass you. It passed Moses. It passed Paul. It will not pass you. You're the only one that can take their place. And we see here the substitution of the cross. We had to have a substitute. We could not pay for our sins in 10,000 years and, and be released. You know, justice is not often served here, is it? How shocked were families of 17 people that were murdered a few years ago when the murderer was given life in prison without parole when they had hoped that he would receive the ultimate sentence death the Lord Jesus received the ultimate sentence the only sentence that he could endure to save our souls execution at the hands of the Lord and, and he had many executioners but the Bible says the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all so we see the substitution of the cross we come to the Lord's table and let us remember Jesus took our place he died for our sins he was God's substitute. He is our substitutionary sacrifice. See that the substitute, then when he takes our place, he has to suffer the suffering of the cross. He was wounded. He was bruised. On him, that is the full weight of our sin, was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The Bible says that he himself was wounded for our transgressions. Personally, he suffered. Solely, no one else suffered with him. No one else could atone for our sins. And powerfully, it says he himself. It, it, it <laughs> points ahead when it says he himself will save his people from their sins. You have not only the third person verb, 
but you also have included there the personal pronoun that shows the the uh, soul nature of his work. He himself was wounded for our transgressions. He's the one that experienced the justice of God. He was stricken of God. Now that's a statement that's saying that that we esteemed him a criminal because he was stricken of God. It was not an altogether untrue statement. It's true that he didn't deserve it or that he was not a criminal, but he was stricken of God. The Bible says, Jesus cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? There are at least four kinds of suffering here that are mentioned. First of all, he was penalized. It was a penalty. He suffered a penalty. He sensed that he was being punished. It says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The word chastisement is translated the rod of correction in Proverbs 22.5. It's the word chastening of the Lord. Do not despise the chastening of the Lord, Job 5.17. In other words, it's Jesus was sensing the condemnation of God. He was sensing the, the frown of God. He was sensing that He was being judged. How it must have crushed the Father to turn His face away from Jesus and to let His fury be poured out on the Savior. But Jesus was not simply sensing that I'm an innocent victim. He was sensing that He was the, the guilty victim. The Bible says He was made sin for us. So there was a penalty involved in His suffering. There was pain. The Bible says, with His stripes we are healed. The word is translated the blueness of a wound in Proverbs 20, verse 30. It, it, it reminds us of the torture and the pain that Jesus suffered. He would not receive any pain killer. He would not receive any uh, mitigation of his physical pain. Not because he enjoyed torture, but because he wanted us to see what we deserved. The Bible speaks of the pain and the shame and the penalty of hell. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's not only anger, but there is absolute endurance of pain. The experience of pain in the flames of hell. Jesus received pain. He was feeling pain at the cross. Physical pain. He was feeling shame. The Bible says He was wounded. The word wounded is pierced. In other words, the, the curse of crucifixion. The word is translated uh, that's translated wounded for our transgressions. The idea is to profane Him, to pollute Him, to make Him common. By being crucified, He was being made a common thief by that reception. People, when they saw crucified victims, they saw criminals. There was the stigma of crucifixion that Jesus experienced. 
who for the joy that was set before him despised the shame. They were saying, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be embarrassed. You ought to feel humiliation. And he was naked on the cross before all suffering such humiliation. And yet the Bible says because of the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame. Go ahead and humiliate me. Go ahead and cast uh, your barbs at me. But this is for the salvation of my sin, of my people. He was, he had the hideous heap of sin upon him. Oh, the shame that he felt. How, how holy, how pure was Jesus. And can you imagine them stripping him? And before all, that Jesus suffered such visual as well as mental and spiritual shame. But it was all for our gain, wasn't it? And he suffered persecution. Another word that's translated here, wounded, is bruised. The word crushed. It pleased the Lord to bruise him, verse 10. Job translates it as, You break me in pieces with your words. Isaiah 3.15, they beat my people to pieces. It says he was despised and rejected of men. And we did esteem him. The idea is we esteemed him lightly. We esteemed him stricken of God. Jesus was persecuted at the cross. He was despised and rejected. You know, people can... What's the opposite of despise? They could admire Him and yet still reject Him. You have to have both. Despised and rejected. You have to have He was admired and received. You can reject Christ and yet admire Him. People admire Him as being a prophet. Admire Him as being a Messiah and yet do not trust Him as their Savior. They still reject Him. But He was thoroughly despised and rejected of men. And by His grace, you and I admire and receive Him as our Savior. And this is what we are to remember and to to renew at the Lord's table. The substitution of the cross, the suffering of the cross, and it was all for the success of the cross. He knew that it would not be in vain. Notice the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. With His stripes... We are healed. Notice how Isaiah gives you the, the result of his substitutionary and his, his suffering at the cross. He would not be denied the success of the cross. The chastisement was a, resulted in our peace. That's the idea. The chastisement of our peace. Peace is the object of chastening. Chastening Christ's Substitutionary suffering in our place achieved our peace. Reconciliation with God. Remember what he said after he came back from the dead? Peace be with you. Peace. I have been chastened that you might have peace with God. And then it says, with his stripes we are healed. That's justification. We're forgiven. We're made whole. 
the avalanche of assurance is in this chapter. He shall see his seed. Notice, he shall realize it. They're saying, what, where's your generation? We just read that they were saying that he was taken from prison. Who shall declare his generation? Who shall declare his seed? Where is, where is, the, where is the conversion? Where, is the, where are the, the people of a crucified victim? They've all scattered from you. Your disciples have left you. And you've got some, some women here to pity you. But where, is, where, is your, where are your converts now? But Jesus saw the travail of his soul was sad. He saw his seed. He realized he had a people that had believed and would believe. He shall prolong his days. Notice, that's pointing to the resurrection. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in His hand. He shall be satisfied with the travail of His soul. He will justify many by His knowledge. That is, by knowing Him. By His knowledge shall He justify many. That is, by knowing Christ, you're justified. He will bear away their iniquity. He will divide the spoil. And then it goes on to say, that he bear the sin of not a few, but of many, and made transgression or made intercession for the transgressors. The success of the cross is that we have been justified. We have been accepted as just in his sight. The Lord God has received us as his children in union with his son, all because he poured out his soul into death. Jesus right from the very get-go, before He was born, it says He Himself would save us from our sins. He was confident in the midst of His weariness, in the midst of His earning righteousness for us, to say, I will build My church. All that the Father giveth Me shall come to Me. They will never perish. In three days I will raise up this temple. I give unto them eternal life. Those three things were accomplished. Substitution, I will take your place. Suffering, I will bear your sin. Success, I will save your soul.